Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 39. We are looking at John chapter 15, verses verse 18 through 16, verse 4. So a little hovering over, wrapping up 15, starting into 16. Yeah, I'm, this is this is one of these I would just like, uh, can we skip this one? Yeah, but, this uh, is not a super fun it's one not to a super talk fun about. One, but we have to talk about it. So let me, So what are some things you hate or dislike? I know those are strong words, but what are some things you... I, I, we're not talking about people, but right. uh, what no, are some things... We're talking yeah. about green peas. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like peas. At all. No, no, really not at all. It will stop me from, well, I, I seriously have never bought them to serve to my kids. They have never had a green pea in their life made by me. They may have encountered them in other places, <laughs> but. So even if you were making a shepherd's pie. No peas. You, right. No peas. Yes. Right. Like chicken pot pie. I will make that. No peas. No peas. Wow. No. Okay. All right. All right. I now. Um, How about you? For me, for many, many years, now this is not this, it's not true now, but for many years, I hated broccoli. Didn't, just could not eat it. But until somebody put a little cheese on oh, it, melted cheese. It's a new day. It was a new day. It was a new day. <laughs> so, um, so that has been replaced with Brussels sprouts. I don't like Brussels sprouts. And um, um, I cannot stand anchovies on pizza. Uh, just Has someone, have you actually tried it? I mean, I've never even, I, I don't know. I've tasted it. It is have, super, super salty I know and super fishy. Okay. I've, I've never had the opportunity to, I know that's always the extreme example. Like, <laughs> oh sure. I'll have anything on my pizza except anchovies, but I don't know just anybody that really does. So, at least for me, so nasty. Well, it doesn't I, sound appealing in it, the least. Okay. No. So here's another question. And, and this may, um, kind of turn the corner a little bit. Um, what causes people to hate one another? Oh, um, sometimes it can be simple as a misunderstanding, a lack of communication that building a story in our head, sure. something yep. that started out as a yep. mild miscommunication yep. builds, builds, builds. And, um, yeah. And we just make up those stories. Oh, well, that must be what this means. Yep. Um, fear. Some, Yes, absolutely. Sometimes yeah. there is wrongdoing that's occurred yep. and someone feels like I could never forgive them for that, yeah. for what they did to me Just, or what they did to somebody yeah, I love. A, a deep-seated dislike of that person because of the injustice, the pain they yeah. caused. So um, so, so if you're listening, keep listening because it's, it, it gets, <laughs> I don't know if it gets better, but, it, but the reason we're talking about this is because uh, the passage that we're looking at today, this is kind of what this passage is about. Jesus talks about the world hating us, hating us as Christians. Nobody likes to be hated. Everyone likes to be liked and loved, loved to be loved. And But when we hear these words, the world will hate you, uh, I think those are, um, those are powerful words and those are kind of maybe even scary words. Mm -hmm. Now, before we dive into the passage, uh, we typically do these Bible study tips now, throughout this passage, the word world is used. Hmm. So is Jesus saying this big celestial ball will hate us? I don't, I don't know if he's saying that. Right. Um, so when we talk about, when he says the world will hate you, what do you think he's talking about here? He is talking about how our, um, maybe more in the sense of worldview, the yep. 
our beliefs uh, will be in opposition to yeah. what the world says. Like, can I use the word <laughs> world, world in the definition of what we're talking about? Uh, the philosophy, the beliefs, the perspective is going to be different. And so opposed, Christianity is so opposed to that, that the world will hate us. Yeah. Yeah. There's this, again, I, I love your, um, your, your thought. It's, it's a worldview. It's a mindset. Um, it is people who um, who carry a mindset, carry a worldview that is diametrically opposite to the teachings of Jesus. And when those two run into each other, there is going to be so much conflict, so many sparks that individuals with that worldview that is diametrically opposed to Jesus's teachings, um, those individuals with that view will kind of will dislike have a deep-seated dislike for followers of Jesus. And so Jesus warns his followers. Again, Jesus is doing all of this teaching, all of this warning before he gets ready to leave. Hey, I'm telling you these things. I'm telling you some really deep stuff. And one of them is the world is going to hate you. Mm -hmm. So when you hear that, how, how does that make you feel? Uh, well, that is not something I look forward to <laughs> or wish for, but it also does make sense. Yeah. Um. We, as believers, should look different. We should behave different. We should talk different. We should have different values than the world. So it kind of makes sense that the world would hate us because we should be different. We don't belong to this world. So, yeah, I don't want it, but I, I can see how it, it that is what will be. Or, and even should be. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what, and Jesus says that. He, he says in that, um, in verse number, uh, verse number, right off the, the bat, verse number 18, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. Yeah. So, so even the, the loving and kind Jesus was hated by, um, by people who held to beliefs and, and a mindset that was diametrically opposed to what he was teaching. And some of the things that he was teaching, they were, they were radical. Mm -hmm. It was a new paradigm. It was a different way of doing life. And when Jesus brought that, there were a lot of people who said, hey, let's, let's get rid of him. A lot of the religious leaders, let's get rid of him. A lot of people who were not interested in the, a, a new way of thinking about life, they wanted to get rid of him. And so this is, you're right, that if we're following Jesus, if the world hated him and we're following him and living like him, the world is going to hate us as well. So we don't like it, but it's reality, especially if you're a follower of Jesus. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to think of this on the individual level, as well as like, as, as we, the church, because I think it's, it is true on both levels. Uh, the world will hate us as a collective church. Yeah. But there may it may also be a individual situation where I personally am rejected or hated because of my belief. Both of those it, it may apply in both and and should. Again, I think it Absolutely. really should apply Absolutely. in both situations. If we look so much like the world that there's no difference, well then we are not living like Jesus. Yeah. And I, I think that's that's something to worry about if if we are not being disliked and hated for um, the values that we hold, the, um, the views that we hold, the biblical views, then it 
it might mean that there's something wrong with our uh, our faith in terms of being living it out loud and living it boldly. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not talking about um, the obnoxious Christian and and um, like we can begin naming some individuals, which we won't. Um, but individuals who like they don't they don't look like Jesus, but they say they're followers of Jesus, but but they are hateful and they are mean and they cause division. Like, we're not talking about those individuals. We're talking about people who really genuinely following Jesus. Right. We're totally not talking about that. Because remember, the previous passage we just talked about was where Jesus says, love one another. Right, right. So if we are living, if we're obeying that command, loving one another, that's why they're hating us. We're not, they're not hating us because we're jerks. They're not <laughs> hating us because we are hating them. It's not like this... You Tell know, us how you really feel, Karen. Well, so. I do feel strongly about this because I, I feel sad for us as a church. Yeah, I don't yeah. think our reputation right now is loving. I think it is. And that's the, universe, the universal church. Universal church, church yes, yeah. is that we are jerks, that we're judgmental, that we're critical, that we're, you know, so extreme. Like, that is not being known by our love. Yeah. yeah. I'm afraid our reputation right now, that the world hates us because we we again collectively as a world and i would even say western church i'm not sure that that's true globally yeah, yeah. but our reputation is not good they hate us because we are jerks yeah. not because we are loving which is what we should be known for and he, and you know people hear all the things that we are against um and even it it actually kind of um goes into not just disliking you know, I don't agree with the causes, or I don't agree with the view. We have gotten to the place where so-called Christians actually hate other people, yeah. and and again, we hear more about what we're against than what we're for, and I think that ends up turning a lot of people away from. Uh, I think people still desire God, want to know God, but uh, his representatives are are not doing a good job in pointing. Uh, to him, so uh, so I, I, I again I totally agree. The world, the world. You know, if we're being jerks, then the the world should hate us for that too, yes. uh, because <laughs> we're not we're not giving. Uh, we're not giving uh, but, and representing we, Jesus. So we well. would be wrong to read this passage and say, "Yeah, see, the world's going to hate us, so I might as well, you know, be a jerk back." Like that. Nope, yeah, that is no, not, not. That exactly. would be a wrong way to pull this out. Yes, the world is going to hate us, but they should. It should be because we are we are looking more and more like Jesus, and that is loving, not being critical and judgmental. Absolutely. Anything so, else in this passage stand uh, stand out to you? Well, uh, let's can we get to some good news? <laughs> yeah. Let's... Let Let's look at uh, verse twenty six <laughs> when Jesus talks about the Counselor, the yeah. Holy Spirit. Um, it says, "When the Counselor comes, the one I will send to you from the Father." The spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will testify about me. You also will testify because you have been with me from the beginning. So here's some good news in the midst of this hard stuff that uh, Jesus is going. This is really kind of the second time he said this to them. Um, I am leaving, but the Holy Spirit is coming. And I love that he kind of describes him in two different ways as a counselor or helper, the ESV says, and the spirit of truth. Because it's kind of like that heart and head. Yeah, yeah. You will have, the Holy Spirit's going to be with you. I'm not, but 
hey, I am not leaving you alone. I am leaving you with a helper ministering to your heart and a spirit of truth, that head, the head and heart. We've talked about that, the grace and truth, both of those things together, and the Holy Spirit provides that. Yeah, and he he is going to... He's going to give us the ability to bear witness or testify or mm-hmm. talk about Jesus in a winsome way, but also a bold way. I think sometimes we we want to be winsome and relevant, and we soft shoe kind of the gospel, and people don't know even what we're talking about. Um, so we don't talk about the the sin, we don't talk about the hatred stuff, but we have a helper who is actually going to empower us who's actually going to give us words, um, who's going to actually allow us to love in, mm-hmm. the, in the face of all kinds of trouble, all kinds of issues. And I love the fact that we are not left alone to testify about Jesus. We actually have someone who will empower us to be bold and winsome, to be filled with grace and truth mm-hmm. um, as we as we walk with Jesus. So I think that's, I really do think that's good news. We're not left by ourselves. We don't have to fear uh, we will still be ridiculed, um, but we can handle that because we have a helper. We have an advocate who's walking with us in the process. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that is why the the world will hate us part. We don't have to just leave it at that. We can know we have a helper um, who will give us the words, who will give us the strength, who will, I think, even enable us to see God at work amidst the hard amidst the hardship. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Holy Spirit's testifying to the truth. Hey, in this hard situation, here's what's true. Here's true. Here's what's true about God. Here's what's true about you. Um, I think the Holy Spirit does that and helps us, and and that helps fortify us for whatever it is that we're facing. Yeah, and I think the I think um, one of the other uh, residuals, and again, I I wish I knew how to explain it. Uh, when Peter says, when you're persecuted for the sake of Jesus, um, the glory of God, the shine of God rests on you. Now, again, I don't know fully, um, you know, practically what that looks like, but I, I know, I suppose it's kind of like Stephen when he's being stoned. Mm. Um, there was this sense where, where he was, um, he was at peace and, um, and he wasn't angry. He wasn't upset. So I wonder also, the Holy Spirit does give us this sense of, of in the midst of all the hatred, in the midst of all the trouble, in the midst of all the things we're going through, as we bear witness to Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit supernaturally gives us the peace. He gives us the shine, if you will, mm-hmm. um, that there's something different about these, uh, these people. So I love the fact that we have a helper. We're not left as orphans, but someone who actually walks with us. In the in the lion's den, as yeah. we bear witness to, uh, uh, to Jesus, so yeah, that is amazing. Um, is there anything you wanted to else you wanted to point out before we do the? No, we can go to what, yeah. what we learn about right. God and what we learn about others, yes, ourselves and others. Yes. So when I, um, I mean, I'll, I'll start with the negative. Get the negative out. <laughs> what I, what I can believe about myself and others. I mean, it's a reality. The world will hate us. And back to what we were talking about, and they should. Like, is is my life distinctive enough, my love distinctive enough that I have some opposition from those that don't believe? Um, I should be uncomfortable. That There, there should be a level of yeah. Uncomf- un- yeah. uncomfortableness. Um, but then the good news of what can I believe about God 
is that I have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Jesus promised that. I'm experiencing that. And he is the one who is my helper, who is that spirit of truth right with me every step of the way. That's exactly what I was going to say. Wow. So I think we can... I think we can end on that note. All right. There it is. Well, friends, thank you for listening. Um, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, take time to do that. Then it will appear in your podcast player every week. You won't have to go find it. And it make sure then you'll make sure you will not miss an episode. We will see you next time.